How did I meet Celine? <laughs> Was it Wendy's birthday party or, uh, or someone's party? Yeah, Wendy's birthday. I'm I think so. I think it was it was a long time ago when COVID still wasn't there and I flew back to Vancouver. There was a party and then I guess it was just through mutual friends that we met. Yeah. So what are you up to nowadays in Vancouver? I honestly do a little bit of everything. So, you know, like other than like gaming and streaming, I started running my own um, lash supplies business. So I used to be a lash tech, but like with COVID, everything is really slow. And like just basically figuring out what is my ultimate goal in like for my career. Growing up, I always thought I wanted to be like a doctor like my mom and dad wanted me to be, you know, like something in the science field because I love science. Mm -hmm. I realized I don't want to be stuck in a hospital like <laughs> all the time. So I, I know how yeah. that feels. Yeah. You're not making and a bad choice. And my uncles, my parents. So I literally grew up in a family of business and I like their lifestyle. Like they do work hard, but like, I feel that they have more times with their family. Like when I was in high school, I'm like, my dad told me that I won't have time to spend with my family. Eh, whatever. I don't care. Like I like saving people's lives, you know, but like, I still <laughs> like that, but maybe in a different way. Okay. So how long have you been doing the lash stuff? So for the lashes, I've been a lash tech for two and a half three years now it started like because my mom like told me to do it like i didn't <laughs> really want to do it but then i just ended up like just doing it because like a good way to make money and like for me i'm like a perfectionist like i love paying attention to like the smallest detail so i guess it was a good like thing for me to end up doing nice. but with covid obviously it slows down and like still you're a lash tech and you're still working for money like you actually have to do the work but mm -hmm. that's not really like the life that i want like i want to like spend like two three years like working really hard to build a business and then let mm -hmm. that business like basically make money for you after uh, is that in the cosmetic industry or something entirely different uh, or you know? no it's something entirely different because Cosmetic, it's just something that like it just started because of my my mom asked me to do it. Oh, but okay. then yeah, because like cause I remember when I was a kid, like I would I come from Vietnam, like I was raised there. We I, we would drive by the city and I would wow, how cool would it be to own one of these buildings, right? Yeah. So I guess like my main thing is like real estate. Uh, community development that's like the type of things that i want to get into in the very end okay real estate investing that yeah. kind of stuff passive type yeah, of income. Like community and development just like building like you know like skyscrapers hotels uh, tourist okay. attractions stuff like that okay is that what your parents do or um, they my dad used to do like uh, real estate in Vietnam, but like not like houses and stuff, more like for like offices and uh, yeah, like tourist attraction type stuff. But like they're they're never really like the one that like build it, like get someone to build it and then make money off of it. They were the one that like sold the land to someone else. So this is a little oh, bit okay. different. Yeah, it's just like Austin and Connor, right? Like someone gave them something uh yeah like gave them connection to someone else and then that's eventually how they got more investors and like mm -hmm. was able to build Pontus. are they so, in, in development uh your your two 
like people you mentioned, are they in real estate development? I, I'm not no. sure. No. So I don't know if you know what Pontus is, but no. um, explain. Okay. So um, <laughs> Pontus is this company that is now um, trading on the TSXV, the Toronto Stock Exchange. And mm. they're like an agritech company. So mm. they right now they are basically growing water lentils and then their product is uh like pontus protein which is water lentils protein and it's not like soy or pea so they're trying to make vegan protein Mm. and it has a higher percentage of protein than soy and pea and basically they're using this technology called aquaponics and the siva system to grow it so that yeah. like it can be in like a biosecure environment totally naturally uh, organic so the, okay. this company is basically to change agriculture and like to you know change the way people eat okay that is yeah. pretty that is pretty sweet i'll, I'll keep an eye out on that you can yeah <laughs> later on are you gonna do some business courses or are you gonna kind of self-study yeah, or? definitely like i'll self-study at the same time too like um i mean it's good to learn all the theories and stuff but like i said i don't think that you necessarily need to go to a business school to learn how to do business it's more of a waste of money it's kind of like a scam to me because you can l- definitely learn a lot more from people who actually do business like, mm. if, like let's say even when you're a doctor it's a little bit different though because you still need to know all the terms and like you know yeah. all the other concepts and stuff but if you don't actually practice in a hospital and just learn from those books then mm-hmm. you're not really getting anything out of it either yeah, so you need like, the practical part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about business. My parents were in it, but I can see where your logic comes from. Like going and starting up something or being involved directly is probably like the fastest way to learn. Yeah, yeah right? definitely. And business is about like uh, not just like your personality, like how you think, like how you approach everyday life, but also like just being smart, learning from your mistakes, and like just you know, taking risk, like that's what business is. And like, they can't teach you how to like choose which, I mean, they, I guess they can, but like, they can't tell you exactly what to do at every step. Whereas like in like uh, medical school, they can, right? Like if there's a problem, they tell you exactly how you can fix it. That's super interesting. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this Twitch thing? Oh, uh, (laughs) I actually started gaming like overall literally like last august so this new game like at that time i think in march it it came out valorant but they like it was like super new like they gave like keys it's called keys to like these uh streamers and those streamers like a bunch of people would wake up early to watch it kind of like the yeezy right you line up for the raffle and then if you get the key you get early access to the game and Olsen, my boyfriend, he got, uh, like, I think he ended up getting two keys. It was, okay. like, millions of people watching. There was, like, 100,000 or 20, uh, 250,000 keys or something. And he got, like, two. So he was he started playing. And at that time, I wasn't really into gaming yet. 
But then yeah. my friend, my friend Grace, she got a key because her boyfriend got her like a computer for her birthday and she was not a gamer either but then she just started playing <laughs> and then i played with her once when i was at her house mm-hmm. and then i was like oh this is kind of fun so then eventually i started getting into it and i just started loving the game i don't know if it's gaming but that's basically <laughs> the only game i play and so, this is the first game like you weren't a gamer before no this is the first game i ever play yeah that's that's crazy okay so this game do you still play with your friends or your boyfriend or is you yeah, stream I yourself? Play, I play with my friends most of the time. So sometimes when I stream, I'll be playing by myself because my I stream a little early. My friends are like night owls. They like start playing at like 12 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so it, de- it depends. But yeah, like it's I, I don't know why, but this game was amazing. Like Riot is really good at coming up with games. <laughs> Let's just say that League of Legends and then Valorant. No, oh, I, I wish more girls played games like you. That's that's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't Are know. There- I just started playing like all the time. Like whenever I get a chance, I would sit down and play. And then everyone was like, "Oh, you're really good for someone who like never play." But my boyfriend, he tries. Um, he plays a lot of game and play for a long time. And I watch how he practiced to get better. So I just do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Are there perks to uh, streaming? So people yeah. watch you. Uh, well, other than just like building like a community, like, you know, finding new friends and stuff. Uh, it, well, I'm affiliated now, so you can actually start making money. But honestly, though, like I stream just for fun. Like sometimes yeah. my friends just come and watch and then they chat and then we just like talk over the stream. So it's like, yes. Yeah, really just hanging out and stuff and like i know some like bigger twitch streamer in vancouver and they're like all really supportive so it's it's a good community like the twitch community is actually really supportive (laughs) i actually haven't seen any trolls yet so (laughs) okay that's cool i I gotta check that out as well it's something i don't know much about um but everyone needs a hobby i mean with COVID and I think over COVID everyone found a lot of new hobbies. Yeah. (laughs) They had too much time. Um, I wanted to ask you also, okay. You said, okay. Chinese New Year is also what tomorrow, right? Yes. So today is New Year's Eve. So that's kind of important too. (laughs) But what's your background? Tell me about, can you guess? (laughs) From your last name, you're you're Vietnamese part partially. No, Are you I'm full? actually I'm full Chinese. Really? Okay. Yeah. So basically, the the story is it's not that complicated, but some people think it's complicated. So I'm full Chinese. My both my parents are Chinese. All my grandparents are Chinese, and I was born and raised in Vietnam, and so were they. So basically, from both sides, like either great grandparents or grandparents um, went to Vietnam during the war or during like when the government in China was, you know, like basically killing people for their land. Right. right. So one or the other. And then, um, yeah, so they settled down there and uh, they just grew up there. My dad actually came to Canada uh, like during the war, too. Like the Vietnam War, though, not the Chinese uh, and the Japanese War. 
So then he came here when he was 12. He grew up here. He stayed here until he was like 20 something, 30. Went back to Vietnam, met my mom, fell in love. They had me. <laughs> Full Chinese. And then, yes, there's actually a lot of Chinese in Vietnam. Right. Yeah, like a lot. I so believe it. A lot of Vietnamese and more so Cantonese, not really Mandarin. Like, yeah. The so Chinese are you Cantonese or Mandarin? I am Cantonese, but I can speak both. Oh, okay. Wait, don't you? I thought you spoke Vietnamese too, or is that? Yes, that too. So you speak four languages? Yeah. Technically? Well, I do speak... Those four languages are the ones that I can read, write, listen, speak. Like, all of those. That's pretty sick. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's it's also because I grew up in a family of business. So, they were doing a lot of business with uh, Taiwanese. Because um, when I was growing up, a lot of Koreans and Chinese and Taiwanese was coming to Vietnam to build businesses and they mm -hmm. still do. So knowing Mandarin was really important, especially mm -hmm. if you grow up in a family business, you can communicate better. And well, English, my dad grew up here and he knew that he would want us to have an education here instead of in Vietnam eventually. So mm -hmm. then I went to an international school to learn that. And then Vietnamese Whoa. just because I grew up there. Canto, I spoke Canto in my at home because my grandma didn't want us to forget our like main <laughs> yeah. language, our home language. Whoa. Okay. That is a pretty awesome story, actually. <laughs> yeah. So that brings us back to Chinese New Year. What are you gonna do? How are you gonna celebrate? Um, to be honest, Chinese New Year in Canada is kind of disappointing. Yeah. So mostly yeah, yeah. just so um, tonight we're gonna have dinner with Olson's family, just dumplings, and then tomorrow, um, my I'm gonna have like dim sum with my dad, my sister, and my brother. And then we're going to go to the temple because we always go on Chinese New Year. We're Buddhists and we're not like extremely religious like most yeah. Buddhists are. We just go during like um, special holidays like Chinese New Year or in Vietnam. There are like a lot of weird holiday like about ghosts or like folklore stories that you go to um, <laughs> that you go to like the temple for. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What's your favorite thing about Chinese New Year's? Like, what's the best thing that that you enjoy? Um, I guess it's like a way of renewing your luck, or you know, like your fortune. Yeah. Like it's it's like a new beginning. Like that's why not not only Chinese New Year, but like no, New Year in general, it's like a new beginning for everyone, right? Like you had a shitty last year. Well, you can try better <laughs> this year, right? And um. And um, other than that, I actually miss the Chinese New Year in Vietnam. It's so much fun. And like, it's just so exciting. They make it so exciting. Like at 12 a.m., right? Everyone yeah. like obviously say like Happy New Year's and stuff. And they, they like, they blow stuff up, you know? <laughs> like those like five... Yeah, but yeah. like like the long chain ones, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I, and I like there's there are the ones like the popping thing that comes out with like glitter. I don't know if you ever seen that, but then you wake up on Chinese New Year, 
and then on the ground everywhere all over the street it's just glitter everywhere it's so pretty <laughs> and then everyone just wakes up super early because you know they're excited and then you would go to like a hotel because they usually hold like the line dance there. Oh, okay yeah yeah so you would go to a hotel and watch the line dance and then um you know the kids get their red pockets and then you go off to eat dim sum or buffet so and then and it's not even just like a two-day thing or the one night one day thing in asia it's a whole 10 day people wow. get those 10 days off for work it's basically like spring break for them but it's like way more exciting like every day they go find something to do so Honestly, my family has dim sum for those 10 days continuously. <laughs> and we would go to like the zoo in Ho Chi Minh City or we would travel like um, go to like Nha Chang, which is this island, tropical island. Yeah, it's just so much more fun there. Oh I've only gosh. been back there once since I came to Canada. Yeah, that was oh. the best year. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I missed out. I grew up here in Canada, so I didn't get all that crazy celebration stuff. I got to go yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, I think every Vietnamese or every Chinese has to like experience Lunar New Year in Asia at least once. It's completely different. I didn't know that. I, sh I feel like I should have known that, but I yeah. that's oh. completely blocked from my head. There's this new, there's this other thing you get, you like buy, it gives you an excuse to buy new clothes to wear for those <laughs> 10 days and new pajamas too for the New Year's Eve. Why? Because it's a new year. You have to have new stuff. That's yeah. the, the rationale. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Then... Okay, the last thing I wanted to talk about with you tonight, um, or today actually, it's not yeah. night yet, it's, it's getting evening, but wanted to get a female's perspective on, okay, like what is it like dating as an Asian female? What are the differences, pressures? What's your view on it? Is it hard? Is it easy? Is it? Um, it's <laughs> not, okay, like I guess like uh if you're trying to like give your parents what they want that's definitely not easy because every asian parents i think especially chinese and koreans and maybe vietnamese but vietnamese not so much mm -hmm. is that they want you to marry someone who's successful but not only them it has to be their family too and Ooh. i think they got this idea because um in back in the day there's not a lot of like successful like chinese right like they weren't like it's not like today where you see all these like fobs and with like rich parents mm -hmm. and like just a really rich family in like vancouver right it's not like this it's, yeah yeah so they want you to marry someone who's super successful with a really good family background so you're basically set for life you don't have to do anything right and right. like for me i don't like that because well for one i think that people who grew up in that kind of environment most of them are kind of cocky i don't <laughs> like cocky people i like people who are humble so that means like people who like basically started from nothing and like grew themselves right, and right. like got 
everything they wanted after. That's more important because it not only show you that they're a hardworking person, they're very persevering. Yeah. But like persevered and you know, like it shows that they have a very strong mind. Because to be able to start from nothing and go through failures and still keep going, it takes a really strong mind to do that. Right. So that's what you prioritize. If you're looking for someone to be your partner for life, you want that person to have that attitude, that mindset that's similar to yours. There are some like rich fobs who has good like parents, like who grew up with like parents who, you know, like taught them like the things that would make them a good person. Like for my high school, a lot of them are more humble, but mm-hmm. I've also met some that are more like cocky because they were handed everything. Like, yeah, like they didn't know how to appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. Right. But does your parents, do they see that or are they pretty much has a different view than you? They on that? pretty much just has a different view. Like, I think my dad is more chill about it because my dad also grew up with like not much and Hmm. he was able to like build something like a lot more out of nothing right so he didn't really care like he he's okay with the way i think but he still kind of wanted me to be with like someone who has a good like family background like a rich family but yeah, like he he can just you know like whatever. But my mom, my grandma, my aunt, mm-hmm. they're a little bit different. They're like you have to do that, you know, like you have to have someone to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I like taking care of other people. Maybe it's Leo <laughs> in me. I don't know, right? Or like yeah. the personality type. I just don't like to be like seen as like useless or incompetent or always needing someone else to help me i just like taking care of the people that i care about so i rather right. do that right you don't see yourself as someone who takes a back seat just stays at home do you no, want to be working no. doing something no. yeah i want to like build an empire like as much like i am happy for like Austin to have built like Pontus to the way that it is now after only like two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. But I myself, I want to still build my own empire. I want to see what I'm made of. I want to see like what my potential is. I want to see how far I can go. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want to just sit back and relax. Like, yeah, someday you're lazy. You don't really want to do anything. But at the end of the day, like if I die knowing that I just sat there and did nothing, I think I'd be pretty disappointed. <laughs> okay. So you're super motivated to do something. Going back to you're saying your mom and grandma wants you to be with a good family. So what's their definition of a good family that's successful? The easiest way I can put it is if I want to start any type of business, no matter how much fun I need for <laughs> it to like to be invested, that yeah. they have that fun and okay. can invest in me. That's, That's literally, it's, diff- it's a big ask because like <laughs> you heard me earlier, I want to build like a freaking like community, like hotels, like, you know, office buildings that and like resorts, right. like that's a lot of money. That's billions, billions, like, <laughs> Yeah, that has, that's that, huge. I don't know where to find that, like, that <laughs> type of family. 
Right. And it's not like you are looking for that, but that's what their expectations are. That's in, that's pretty insanely, I guess. I don't even know how to put it in it words. It is but- insane. I'm like, <laughs> it's insane. And I don't know why they think that way. Like, even my uncle, uh, he has this uh, business partner that's quite successful, pretty close with him. He literally wants to marry my cousin to his business partner's son. And like, this guy is so rich that he, um, do you know the brand Van Cleef and Arful? Arful? Like yeah, BCA? Yeah. Yeah. It's like this uh, designer brand that yeah. makes jewelry. And um, he literally bought um, his wife, like my uncle's wife, uh, a VCA bracelet just because that like those bracelets cost like at least i think like eight to ten thousand dollars or even more okay yeah that's the and it it didn't mean anything it's just because he was feeling nice (laughs) that's like uh super rich asians tv like bling empire level yeah basically (laughs) damn okay yeah vietnamese are actually so rich yeah yeah did you watch bling empire like there's some um i watched like one episode the only thing is when i watch like these type of shows i just can't stop laughing like it's just so funny to me like the way they like like show themselves like it's it's kind of ridiculous though because like i said i like people who are humble i totally agree it's pretty it's i guess it has entertainment value but it's like so out of touch of the typical asian I rather watch the Kardashians, to be honest. <laughs> They're more funny. They're like actually funny, in my opinion. Okay, okay. Okay, so dating as an Asian. So I guess if you were to follow your parents' standards, that would be insanely difficult. Yes, definitely. Following your standards is still not easy, but probably more. It's better. Like, it's better <laughs> than following theirs. <laughs> but yeah, like, my standard is the way it is, is because. Obviously, everyone wants someone that they can grow with, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I want someone who can teach me a lot. And because I like learning. Like, I'm someone that doesn't stop asking questions. Like, anything that they say, like, new terms, I would be like, oh, what is that? Oh, what is that? Like, I, because I want to learn. It's like, how does that work? Because, like, that, that's also why I like science, because there's so much to learn. Right, right. Yeah, so I think I'm just someone who really loves to learn, and that's why I want to be with someone who's able to teach me, and, like, I can teach them something, too. Okay. So, okay, going back to that topic. So, in your current relationship, was there any friction with your family, or was it, like, pretty smooth sailing, or? Oh, well, this one, (laughs) they're, they're, like, pretty happy with, you know, because, like, they know him like he he's a really nice and caring person he's really humble too but mm-hmm. he's really smart like that's the reason that i started liking him in general is because he i was like oh my god this guy's so smart because after my last relationship i was like no more <laughs> no more no more guys <laughs> wow um, okay no because my last relationship it was really toxic he um, there was a lot of friction with my family in that relationship because he is someone who doesn't even know what he wants to do in life. And I guess that's normal, right? And like around my age, I'm 21. 
-hmm. but he was two years older than me. Mm -hmm. Right. And even when we were trying to help him find a passion, he wouldn't like even want to try. So I think that was like more of the problem with my past relationship. It's not even the fact that he like he doesn't come from a good family like or he's not rich or he's not successful but it's more of the fact that he didn't even want to try okay i i can see where that could be a factor for you personally just disregarding even the yeah. family background that doesn't meet your criteria already yeah but i mean for me back then i was young like i met him when i was in high school literally only got with him because i thought he was cute okay <laughs> And, um, yeah, like I just thought it was cute. And then we started dating, but it was such a toxic relationship. Like, I think like overall it was, we just really weren't right for each other. Like, and I just didn't really like have an idea that I want like someone that I can grow with. I'm just like, Oh, I can help him grow. And I right. then then I totally neglected myself and I didn't even realize it until like towards the end where I was like, I literally gained absolutely nothing. Like I learned nothing. I literally put myself off for so long. Like there were times mm. I would look back and I'm like, I wasted so much time on myself because like I just didn't know how to like care for myself than him. Like, wow. I was so focused on him. I didn't even focus on myself enough. How long did it take you to realize that? Like, how how long was that? (sighs) There was honestly a lot of uh, things that were wrong with with the relationship. But I think two and a half years later, Mm -hmm. because that was when the problems really got serious, like in our relationship, because there was a lot of like dishonesty and stuff Mm -hmm. like coming from him. And I was just sick of it. And I was in Vietnam uh, by myself. I mm-hmm. went to Malaysia to see my friend. We went out. And then I met, like, uh, this Chinese guy. And then and then it just reminded me of, like, things. I'm, like, of not only how I could be treated, but I'm, like, wow, there are, like, people out there that actually cares about, like, their career goals and their future life. <laughs> and I was, like, people who could actually, like, teach me something. So then, oh, okay. yeah. And then I was, like, and and then I was, like, what the hell have I been doing? Like, I am literally the same person that I came out from high school. And it was like two and a half years later. And it was kind of disappointing that I didn't grow at all. Like, not in any way, not in like education, not in career, not in even like my mindset. Yeah. Okay. And then so in in total, you guys were together for two and a half, three years-ish? Two and a half. I guess like two years and something was when i was like oh my god this is so tiring <laughs> okay but i mean that's a learning experience though you wouldn't have it was definitely you know. a good learning experience i think if i hadn't gone through that i still wouldn't be the person that i am today so i'm not like regretful of the two and a half years or anything like no. i'm just glad i learned something because i can totally be a stupid like chick and like doesn't <laughs> learn anything from her mistakes <laughs> So what are your friends' mindset? Are they similar to you or like the yes. other friends your age around 21? Oh, I don't know, early uh, 20s. What are they looking for in a I guy? Think, or okay, well, to be friend? honest, um, my friend's circle, it has changed quite a bit too, just mm-hmm. because um, 
like in high school i didn't really care like i'm just like oh yeah like they're good friends you know but right now like um the friends that i'm with now the circle that i'm with now they do have similar like mindsets they want someone that can grow with them you know Mm. and um yeah because i think for them themselves like we all have similar mindsets because um like you know maybe it's because we all like love business and we just really appreciate the value that someone can bring to us Mm -hmm. no matter what type of relationship that is so yeah i think everyone in my circle right now has a pretty similar mindset when it comes to like choosing their partner in life right so they're not looking at just uh like family wealth they're looking at the attitude no kind of like the whole package i think people my age though they don't even care about any type of that stuff i mean unless they're a gold digger but (laughs) um most of them just look for superficial things which is really stupid you know like their looks like looks (laughs) money like for gold diggers money but yeah looks it's really stupid to me like Mm -hmm. even with my past relationship it has always been personality over looks but yeah like i think most people my age they're like oh my god that guy's so cute or oh my god that girl is so hot like i want to date her i don't agree in that because that doesn't mean anything right i think you're i think probably guys and girls alike when they're in their early 20s they probably prioritize the superficial looks a bit more I I think that's in my experience. Yeah, because I think they don't think about the long term. That's the problem. Because, like, um, people my age, if you, like, talk to most of them, you ask them what where do they want to be in five years, most of them maybe don't even know. If you ask them 10 years, they definitely wouldn't know. (laughs) So, So, of course, they're not looking for a partner that would be with them for that long because they're not thinking about their life for that long. They're not planning their life for like 10 years ahead. They're only thinking at most a year or two ahead. Right. Okay. That's that's my opinion anyways as to why people might be looking at the superficial things instead around my age. Yeah. Do you find that your friends or people around your age, are they pretty open to dating different types of guys? So that could be very broad. It could be race, religion, background, mm. I don't know, status. Like, are they pretty clear, like, what they want? They want someone of a particular I, type? or are I they, think so. What are they like? I think it's usually around the same type. And I, it's actually really funny because I have this friend. She said that she likes fuck boys and you know like she obviously doesn't like getting fucked over i'm like if you want to stop getting fucked over you gotta stop dating <laughs> fuckable it's like it's obvious like change your type like whatever it is just stop going with the same types if like you keep getting hurt from that same type but i think like people in general they tend to go for the same type unless they really learn their lessons you know mm-hmm yeah so i mean i don't know that i I, that's always a cliche that i mean 
I guess the fuck boys are exciting, right? <laughs> but they don't have the oh. <laughs> long-term attributes. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is about fuck boys that she likes or like most girl likes anyways. Because when I see them, I literally just like roll my eyes and I like cringe. But I'm... you don't think most girls go through a phase where they want to date a fuck boy? Maybe like for like uh, like a second or in a moment, but. Yeah, no. Well, I don't know, because, like, I'm a type of person who really values, like, commitment and honesty and respect. Mm. And, like, those things are not easy to come by nowadays. So. Wait, was your first ex a fuckboy? Or the one you were uh, talking about in high school? Oh, yeah. So that guy was, I would, I would, like, <laughs> call him a fuckboy. Maybe not so much during our relationship, but before. Like, the funny thing is, every guy that I have been with before me, they were definitely a fuckboy. Yeah, so, that, I mean, they're, no, but, they're but attractive. Like, they're charming. Yeah. No, it works. Then, That's why. <laughs> but then, just at, confirming but then it. during the relationship, I'm like, no, I can't stand this honesty. I can't stand this respect. Like, I can't stand the lie. So, it, it, either you start being honest and, like, stop being a fuckboy or we're done, you know? Like, because, I don't know, what's the point of trying to be in a relationship with someone that you can't even, like, be honest with? Oh, I agree. I agree with that. But that's why girls want to date a reformed fuckboy. Like, a fuckboy that they can oh, change. Oh, because... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but with with my current boyfriend, the situation is a little bit different though, because um he wasn't really a fuckboy. Like he talked to a lot of girls, you know, but like he didn't really like fuck over anyone. Like he right, never right. really like fuck over anyone or like uh, yeah or like had like a lot and a lot of girls. Like right, right, right. I knew he was still into this one girl and like you know i knew of his history and that's why i was more like chill like we didn't get into like a relationship like fast or anything like we i really just waited until i'm sure that i'm really the one he wants because other right. than that like there's no point like it's it's annoying to like these like talk stages like having a thing like it's really annoying. It's really Wait, so how long was your talk phase? How long was the talk phase? How long? When did you guys become official? What was the timeline like? <sighs> there, there, it's not. I don't even know when we became <laughs> official, to be honest. Because um, it's it's more like the things that he was doing. He just kind of eventually stopped when he realized that it it was like hurting me. Because mm -hmm. like. We were like everyone would would see us as a couple like ever since the beginning. But the thing mm -hmm. is, I don't want to say he's my boyfriend because then that just gives it too much expectation, right? Mm -hmm. And I know I can't expect that much of him at that time because I knew what was going on, mm -hmm. and he wasn't sure either. So I don't want him to call me his girlfriend. Either. That's just giving me false hope. So right. yeah, like I think the timeline would probably be like. I don't know, six to eight months until like he we just decide that it's like okay, like let's stop playing games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean that reflects the modern dating timeline. It's very kind of hard to pinpoint, I find. Yeah, but the thing is though, like it's not even like we were talking to like other people. It was more like like we just don't want to say anything and expect anything out of each other until like 
we re- are really sure. And I think that we were sure too, but still, like, it's just so stupid because we both have our own issues from our past relationships. So I think, like, honestly, for the both of us, like, we were scared to, like, expect something out of someone else and being disappointed. Right. That's a pretty good place to maybe end off for today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find you on Twitch or Instagram or I don't Uh, know your handles, whatever they call it. My, what's okay. My Twitch is pretty funny. It's noob X 4906. (laughs) And uh, my Instagram is Celine Lee S E L E N L Y. And yeah, that's it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. So follow Celine. And uh, check out Valorant, and it sounds like a good game on Riot. So, okay. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. (laughs) 